Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about record low single family residential inventory, record low housing availability. Since we are sitting in the Valley of the Sun, the Phoenix metro area, let's just say, you know, it's been nuts. You know, COVID nuts, there was a lot of sales, a lot of transactions, a lot of stuff available, things just moving hands. And and then I've noticed very recently, and we're through the holidays, we're, so we're past all that, there's just not a lot of inventory. And the days on market are still like record low. So I want to talk to you about this because I'm like, and I have a list of questions that I would like to hear your answer on, and I'm sure you would like to hear his answer on. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question hosted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel and comment on the shows you like. Luke wrote, any tips for building an online presence? I was staunchly anti-social media for years. Me too. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming back to bite me when sellers search for me on Google and find yep. very little information Same about me. with me. I have a buying, well, it doesn't, they find you now. <laughs> yeah, we're past it. <laughs> yeah. I have a buying website, LinkedIn, and a few other socials, but most haven't been indexed by Google yet, so it doesn't show up in the search results. Also, if anyone wants to add me on LinkedIn, by all means. <laughs> That's cute. I get a lot of LinkedIn stuff like that. And I'm pretty much, I like, sure, let's connect. Yeah. Here's how you solve this permanently. And I didn't like this either. Uh, in 2011-ish, I was just uh, never, I didn't, ha I had no usernames on any of this stuff at all. And I forced myself because I realized, you know, I was one of the last people to get a cell phone, by the way. <laughs> That's where I was <laughs> mentally and still am in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You have to make this mental shift, and hopefully this will really help, between using Facebook and to talk to your graduating high school class, which is how I was using it in the beginning. And it was mo the most annoying. Like, I don't want to, I don't care. I like just, who had a baby? Yeah, I don't. I mean, those, those, I had a blast with all of my friends yeah. in high school, but that's over. It, it, so I don't need to know. And some people do. And that's what social media really is for. Uh, even these kids now, I watch how our kids use it, oh and it's goodness. very much like that times eight. And so that's why they call it social media, not business media. If you use, you have to make this mental change, social media for your company and inform people about where you are traveling to look at land or whatever you're doing that day that might be interesting in a couple of sentences or one picture uh, about buying and selling land, you're going to knock it out of the park. You're going to, you, one entry is what you need across all those platforms every day. And you put it in your calendar. Maybe it's at five o'clock at the end of the day, uh, and you've taken a picture of yourself, or you know, maybe uh, whatever content you think is meaningful and hopefully unique, then you will do incredibly well. But you have to start somewhere. And five years from now, it's going to be five years from now anyway. <laughs> so if you have all those entries in there, you're going to get indexed, and and uh, everybody's going to get it. You said that's that's a mom thing. Five years from now, or I don't know if it's a mom thing, but I feel like it's like one of those, a few sentences that I go back to. They just have this, 
this like nails on a chalkboard for me. It's really? not you. Yeah, that's one of them. The other one is you can sleep when you're dead. I'm like, I'm just kind of don't need to hear that anymore. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I agree. Like five, five years from now, it is going to be five years from now. That's true. That's a really roundabout way of saying, and I'm not saying this about this topic, but you're lazy. <laughs> five years from now, it's going to be five years from now. So don't be lazy and do the stuff you're supposed to do so, mm -hmm. to be where you want to be. Exactly. But you do need to, you know, here's the big picture and why we're this, this question came up is because people do look you up and you want it to tie together. So when you're, whether you're buying a property or selling a property, they want to make sure that is this guy legit? Before I send him money or before I go down this path, I want to make sure that this guy's really in the business and he's who he says he is. And, and, and with a 30 second Googling of you or looking on LinkedIn or Facebook or something, you just like, there you are. So you don't have to, even if you don't have that many posts, but just you're there, you're visible, it all ties together. Even if you have your day job, I see a lot of people do it really well where they say, you know, by day I'm this. And then, and I'm also, uh, my little family business is investing and investing. And that's all anybody wants to know. It's just so frustrating about social media for people like me or people, I'm just going to say it, people my age. You turn on any social media venue, uh, even the good ones like LinkedIn, and there's so much terrible stuff on there. Noise. You know, just stuff about who got married and, and uh, where they bought their wedding dress. You know? <laughs> and that, that enrages me. I'll be honest. The more you get into social media and you look up stuff, especially on Google, and all these um, social media environments start to log what you're interested in, the more that the stuff's going to pop up that you're actually interested in and all that noise is will be gone eventually. And so it'll all just be, if it's all land and that's all you're doing, or G GPS units or whatever those, those algorithms believe you might be interested in because you're always talking about land, or you're always showing pictures of you, you know, now entering XYZ County sign, looking at land or whatever you're discussing. It'll develop a great algorithm for you. So the next, when, you pop, when it pops up on your phone, it's like, I am interested in the 40 acres in Wyoming. And so it's hard to, in the beginning, it's, it doesn't know what to do. I understand. <laughs> I don't know what Jill looks at on this topic when, you know, right before she goes to bed, but it's really funny. It's Thank funny, you. funny stuff. Like. I think Joe might use this for high school friends. Not for high school friends, <laughs> but other friends, yes. Today's topic, record low SFR inventory. This is the meat of the show. You know what it is? I'll tell you what I do. There's a lot of my, a lot of my social media stuff is uh, my support group and my personal friends in my life that were like, what are you working on? Or look, oh, yay, congratulations. Where are you guys? What are you doing? That looks fun. That kind of a thing. Just very, it's very sweet and and um, nice. We all, that's how we connect and, and give each other hugs. <laughs> all I know is that it makes Jill happy and that's yeah. all I care about. And that's go. the truth. Thank I don't, you. I don't know what you're looking at, but you don't end up upset <laughs> by it. So today we're talking about uh, this inventory. So we were driving around the other day and I said, I turned to Steven and I said, have you noticed, is it just me? But all of a sudden lately, one of, one of the other things I do is laying in bed, falling asleep <laughs> at night is I sit and troll, um, real estate sites looking for, you know, not only like our, you know, stuff we own, but, 
other up and coming areas and just to see what's happening. And I'm looking around going, huh, you know, we're through the holidays. We're well into January. You know, this is a good time. People like, all right, list the house. There should be a plethora of inventory. And I'm like, it's not there. And I'm checking. So it started with me looking in our suite area just around Phoenix. And I'm like, huh, this has been a hot, hot area for a while. Everybody's been talking about how many people are coming here from all over. And like, if we're down, I'm guessing this is a good reflection of the rest of the country. And I was, you know, so it's widespread and I'm looking around. So the conversation I turned to you was, have you noticed this? To which you said, yeah, I did notice. Mm -hmm. To which I said, we should talk about this, yeah. you know, on the show. So I wrote some questions and I'm really kind of curious, like, should we, should we be worried? Should we be worried? Mm -hmm. No. No, this is all 98% uh, of what I'm going to say on this whole episode is positive. Okay. No, we shouldn't be worried. This is a great opportunity to uh, buy real estate like we all do and sell it in one of the hottest markets there ever was and might ever be, at least in our, at our age. You know, one of the things I think about is um, I, I, one of the, one of the three things my parents taught me that I remembered, <laughs> that was really good, <laughs> um, but which is really good advice. They always say, don't, don't buy something until you sell like a house. Don't buy a house, sell your house, then go buy a house. The last thing you want to do, and we watch a lot of people doing this, is put your primary residence under contract. And now you're running around going, all right, we got to find something in a week. Gosh, you don't want to do that in this market right? at all. That's what that was my thought. I'm like, wow, because you know, you're gonna just be buying something bad, you know, or you're stuck. You know, my I watched my parents, they did that well. They sold their house in Laguna Hills, moved into an apartment. They were moving to Texas, moved into an apartment and lived in an apartment for about, I don't know, like a year and a half. I'm like, is this your life now? Are you just gonna have storage places in this cute apartment? They're like, oh no. But they waited till they found their dream house and they did it right. You know, and that was the right price and the right house and everything was good. And and I, I always thought that was so smart. So I'm like, gosh, when there's low inventory, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, oh, what do we do? Like, it's almost like you want to hoard what you have, but that's not necessarily what you should do. It's just, you just get smarter, I think, um, about it's your very, decisions. It's very hard to get in the head of a regular consumer, a regular family of four, uh, who have regular jobs mm -hmm. and children in the public school that that mm -hmm. is nearest to where their house is. And that's the vast, vast majority of, of the people in this uh, country. Right. They're not thinking about real estate. They're not thinking about days on market. All we do is talk about that and think about that. If you're listening to this show, you're not a normal person either. <laughs> you're, 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 Congratulations. You are, you know, real estate obsessed. Yeah. Like Jill and I are real estate obsessed to the point of it's ridiculously unhealthy. It's true. And so, yeah, I track days on market and, and inventory and we read about it all the time. And we're, every time we get in the car, one person's on the on the phone uh, looking at housing prices and it's just not healthy at all. It's not normal. So, but if you're a regular decision maker, you've got jobs and somebody gets a job transfer, you don't know all this stuff is going on. Right. You have no idea that there's low inventory. You put your house up because you, you call your sister-in-law, you put your house up for sale, it sells that day. Your sister-in-law is an idiot real estate agent, so it's listed way too low, sells really fast, and then wherever you're going, you look to buy a house and you're stuck. And so 
There's three things in, pl in play here that are causing this. And these are all positive. Again, this is all positive, not negative. I don't, if I sound negative, I don't mean to sound negative. This is all in our favor as real okay. estate investors. Most recently and most importantly, regular interest rates. Uh, well, inflation is, is rampant right now for a lot of reasons, and it's affecting real estate uh, mortgage rates. And so it, it went spiked, spiked from the, like the highest one uh, period to period spike since in like 21 years. It went from 3%-ish to about 3.45% for a 30-year fixed mortgage. So anybody who's thinking about buying a house, pull the trigger, even if they didn't like the house. It has, these have huge effects nationally when mm -hmm. these statistics happen. So that pushed the inventory way lower, even lower than it was before. Number one. Number two, all the houses that were going to be renovated, the renovators snapped them up. Number three, hedge funds and pension funds are involved in buying real estate now. Not a lot, maybe one or two percent of the entire population of houses, but they are. Mm -hmm. So they're buying houses, maybe irresponsibly buying houses, in my opinion. Number three, this is huge. I remember whatever number we're on. This is huge. The, the population, the sheer population growth from the millennial generation is staggering. Uh, when you look at just the raw numbers, people thir turning 30, which is apparently the median home buying age uh, or the, uh, the most prevalent home buying age for first house is uh, larger than it's ever been in the history of the world. That generation is massive uh, worldwide. And so all these things together are shoving, and then everybody's working at home, you know, and that that's only two years old. Number five. five. Mm -hmm. So all these things together are really t removing days, uh, removing any type of real inventory on the market. And what's left is grossly overpriced, usually by people like us. So, or like you. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean for us? Let's cut to the chase here. When you send letters out, especially in rural markets for SFRs, there's something that makes that person sign that letter that happened in their life. They're, they're, the, they're the people who I described earlier. They don't care about real estate values. They don't know. Mm -hmm. You know what they know? How much they paid for the house. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, it's zero because they inherited it, especially in rural markets. Mm -hmm. And they've lived there. Their parents lived there their whole life. They grew up there. And now their basis is zero. And you're sending them a letter for $250,000. It gets them in some life event just happened. It gets them really thinking about selling the house. So those life events ha haven't changed. What's changed is, is the sell side real estate market. So this all works in our benefit. You buy a house for 250 and now it's worth 500 and maybe even a year ago it was worth 350. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was awesome. Was it? Yeah, that was really, really great. You know, my only last note here is I was looking at this, thinking about it, I'm like, I hope all those agents soaked away, socked away cash from last year's sales. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, real estate agents have never been lazier than they are now. So if anyone who got their real estate license in the last two years, what they've learned, and it'll destroy their career very soon. Yeah. What they've learned is that you don't have to do anything. Exactly. And you do need to do something because it, it was working in their favor for mm -hmm. a while. Like, yeah, just get the listing, sit back and watch what happens. Yeah, it's going to, well, I'll list it. It's going to, this is what's been going on in California for yeah. years and years and years. You buy a house in California, I don't care if it's the biggest pile of garbage there ever was, it's going to double in value in 10 years. Double. The rest of the country is maybe 5% a year, 6%. So some of the, some of that is spreading, mostly because a lot of people are moving out of California. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's good too. But exactly. you get to, to a point where you start to take stuff for granted. And I don't think California now, I'm watching prices plane out in Southern California I've anyway. I a little bit too. Yeah. So. It's interesting how it's changing. It's important to know the market where you're buying and selling this stuff. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Slash House Academy show. As if that wasn't enough just now, tomorrow is Jack Thursday. And I'm going to talk about land, the land deal flow machine and consistency. That's what you're shooting for. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. That worked out perfect. Thank you. I wanted to, I was hoping to ask you a few questions that would spark this um, brain dump, if you will. <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, but it was good. No, I like that. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. We would love to connect with you, by the way, on Clubhouse. Go, uh, we're there the first and the third Thursdays of the month. Go check it out. Join Clubhouse and look for the land investing group. Follow it, follow us, and you'll get notified when we're there. We, we are Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.